the Metal Hand of God podcast is proud to announce, in association with the Fillmore, New Orleans, Chauvel, live on stage, Friday, April 19th. Only at the Fillmore, New Orleans. The premier concert venue. Get your tickets now, or they'll all be gone. Chauvel like you've never heard them before at the Fillmore, New Orleans, April 1990. Tickets available at LiveNation.com or just go to the Metal Hand of God podcast website, that's M-H-O-G podcast, and click on the link. It will take you directly to Ticket Sales. Chevelle has been topping the charts for years, and now you can hear them live at the Fillmore. Here it comes. Oh my God. The Metal Hand of God and the Fillmore will be bringing you concert information all summer long. So get those tickets at Live Nation or go to the MHOG Podcast website before they're all sold out. April 19th. And welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and sitting far, a long distance, another galaxy far, far away, who's always here in trouble and need is... Or in the state of North Carolina, <laughs> the rum guy. Yay! <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried, to, I tried to build you up, man. I tried to get yeah, you, like, it's really... I'm- like every every show from now on, I'm gonna like try to get more and more. I'm gonna add more adjectives and just keep yeah, on going. Like I'm just look at my DVD collection and start naming names as I'm going. That's great. That's great. But hey, we've got uh, we've got a guest uh, today. We have two uh, two guests. We're excited to have them. Well, hey, hey guys, y'all y'all say y'all names and say hello. Hey, uh, my name is Mike. I'm and you hello and you guys. Greetings from Dallas. Oh, sorry, you guys are in Dallas. Um, you guys are in a band by the name of right. Professor Fuzz. Yeah, we're the professor. We're two thirds of the Professor Fuzz sixty three. <laughs> the other sixty one members couldn't be with us this evening. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's an impressive size for a band, guys. That's uh, uh, you know what, and I um, I took some time today and I went through uh, some of your. Uh, your audio and everything. You guys do a really great job. It's it's fun. It's something you you don't hear a lot of. That the sound that you guys put out. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Do you guys do a lot of uh, of touring or playing out in the Dallas area? Uh, yeah, we play a lot. We played um, sixty two shows last year, fifty the year before. 
Um, oh. We're a little, on a little bit slower pace this time around, but we've got uh, two summer tours coming up that will uh, pack some a lot of shows into a few days, uh, including a stop in New Orleans. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and we're in we're in North Carolina. Uh, I'm at an uh, area called Holden Beach, which is just south of Wilmington. Okay, well, I don't think we'll make it there, but we're going to be in Asheville. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. I love Asheville. Great area. On this June run as well. Nice. Man, well, you guys, beautiful you guys places are up there. Uh, plenty of music scene up there. Looking for well, we're we're looking forward to it. We're gonna. Um, last year we went sort of straight up the Midwest and came back through Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana. Um, Kentucky and Tennessee. We're mm-hmm. going to hit some of those places on our first run and then add to, add to that a little bit. And then in July, we're going to make another run due north all the way up to Duluth. And we'll pick up again some of the places uh, that we hit last summer that we didn't get on the first run this time around. So nice. it's sort of re, re, revisit some other places and try to add a few new places into the mix. Well, this 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 the band you have here is, like I said, it's, it's something you don't hear. It, it, it's got a, a sound that isn't mainstream i don't call it mainstream not not anymore you know you've got a lot of great old sound to you the 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 and uh, the fuzz i mean that's the pedals i mean you've yeah. got i mean that is that adds a whole different dimension like uh bringing back another era into the to to the now you know how did that come about i mean what what brought i mean you're, you're basing a sound around a pedal that for a lot of people out there playing right now aren't using, this guy's using it and making it work. So tell us how it works. Well, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And I've listened to a lot of music in my day. Uh, you know, I, I came up in the uh, like late 70s, early 80s punk scene in the Houston area. Badass. And uh, listened to a lot of 60s music and everything from – you know, the Velvet Underground to Blue Cheer to um, wow. and, and then got into got into punk in the 70s and bands like the Cramps and the Fall sure. um, and then have had you know weird excursions wow. into blues and jazz and other sorts of things. And what we're doing in the Professor Fuzz 63 is really kind of a mashup of, you know, all the music I've been listening to for the last nearly 50 years. Um, and, you know, if we could put. I don't know, uh, Tom Waits in front of the cramps, but have Augie Myers, uh, you know, sitting in on organ. Uh, you know, that's kind of what we what we're doing. Or, or stick Lou Reed in front of the fall. Nice. Um, there's a you know, there's there's songwriting that we the the lyrics and the stories uh, try to be up front, but we've got you know a kind of a a weird sound. Um, and, we, and no bass player, so that uh, you know adds to the, the weirdness of it as well. Well, it's 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 kind of interesting because it, a lot of times a band uh, there there isn't that overlooked sound. You know, the, a lot of bands think that I, God, we can't be a band. We don't have a bass player, but you're able to. And I think a lot of it has to do with the the great organ. Yes, uh, is right hold there, right there. <laughs> hold up that low end coming from the organ with everything else. I think it really, as a three-piece, it works great. Thank you very much, man. And if we had a dollar for every time somebody tried to invite themselves to be our <laughs> bass player, um, yeah, we, could upgrade, we, we could upgrade our tour van or, you know, or, or buy, a, buy a bass amp to run the organ through. That's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, if you have not heard them, I'm, I'm talking to everybody listening right now, you need to go check them out because, uh, 
out of uh, everything that's out there right now. And you, you know, we're big supporters of all live music. Uh, Wayne, Wayne puts out a lot and does a lot to help the local music scenes in New Orleans and elsewhere. Um, but uh, I always say that uh, supporting a local just doesn't mean where you're at. It's everywhere. Support the local. And Does, these these guys here, they're coming to your town. You need to go see them. Yeah, really. They're, they're, they're really doing it. They're making it happen. And I, I think it's really cool. But here, how did you get now? You're all family. That's correct. How did he convince you, ma'am? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Rob. Same damn thing. I mean, I, mean, I yeah, hear him I, talking I and his influence. <laughs> but, I um, mean, did he just come to you one day and say, hey, darling. you're, you're going to play the organ? And you uh, were like, okay. Uh, actually, he'd been trying. He kept he kept losing bass players. And uh, he wanted me to learn to play a string bass. And I told him no, because I've been playing piano since I was 10. And I'm classically trained. Okay. And so I finally asked if I could just play bass on the keyboard, and uh, we I played it once. He's like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that, I mean, yeah, that's it, awesome. That's, that's a good story. I mean, I, I always wonder how those things happen, because you mentioned how many people have offered to play bass for you, uh, and it's, it's funny that you just keep saying, no, no, I don't need him now. Well, we started out with a bass player, and... Uh, he texted right before a rehearsal one night and said, uh, sorry, man, uh, I can't, uh, my cat threw up and my girlfriend had to work. I can't be in the band anymore. <laughs> and so, Wait, that's the, that was the actual quote? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I'm so going to take that quote and that's going to be the name of this episode. We have never spoken his name since, but we tell the story to anybody who's interested. Well, that, that, that is by far like the most like a, strange excuse I've ever heard in my life. If it is a bass player in a nutshell, though, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. We've, we've, I've lost a few bass players, and I've had some pretty interesting uh, excuses. Yeah, well... Yeah. Um, I, so I, I had to. I had a. I was forced to learn to play bass when on my bass player kept leaving. So that, I, did, I had to do the same thing. You know, like forty years ago, I was like, oh, I can't find another bass player. Well, shit, I'll do it myself. And yep. uh, you know, there we go. But uh, once once we started working with the keyboards, um, it, it it opened up a new sort of feel for us. And uh, you know, Marin's able to move a lot of low end air with the left hand. Mm -hmm. and uh and live we we don't miss it and then when we record our recording engineer takes two signals out of the organ amp and so he can mix the you know independently control the high end and the low end nice. wow. so okay we really we really don't miss it in the mix um and it's easier to travel the three of us uh, our yeah. son uh brooks plays drums for us and we all live in the same house and we practice in the same house yeah, he, he and... does a great job i was i, yeah, was, I was surprised how young he was and then i you know it was like wow he's doing really great yeah he's um he's he's really come along he's been playing drums since he was about nine wow. uh, and he's 24 now so he's he's got some miles under his belt and you know and a bunch of shows and the embarrassment of having to play in you know a punk rock band with his mom and his dad. No, that's awesome. Well, I think that's that is I, a great family dynamic. I right hope there. my son, who who is three, and is uh, learning to play the drums now because he that's what he wanted. So he's he's got a drum yeah. set, and so I hope when he's you know 
16. He's like, Dad, you want to sing for my band? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to sing for your band. <laughs> yeah, you got to plan ahead with these things, right? Yeah, so exactly. You think, what's what's the next instrument that you want? And then the next child comes along. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Hey, work for the Jacksons. Right. That's true. That's yeah. true. I just, yeah, least, I just don't want to be that dad. I, yeah, I, I wanna, yeah, I yeah. I don't. No, band. you got to play the song, or I'm gonna beat your ass. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> you know, or touch well, that it, ass, and Michael's can, you know, side. It, it must be an amazing, uh, amazing uh, way to travel. I mean, you guys are able to travel so much and and stay a family. And does does it ever get awkward? The family, the, the taking the family and the band, and is there ever any clash there? No, we get along pretty well. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You know, your son might try to pick up a groupie or something, and the tour bus would <laughs> be like, "What the hell, mom?" <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try not to like stand in the way if he decides that that's something he needs to to do. Um. <laughs> well, you've you've been playing a lot with you. you uh, you've been touring a lot. You you do you do quite a bit, and you played. I'm assuming with quite a lot of different bands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and probably a lot of bands. Uh, do you, you playing with anybody? Uh, like you seeing a lot of younger bands coming on the scene. Are are you seeing any differences? Or are you seeing a, a resurgence of a, a, an older sound. feel or an older sound? You know, I mean, garage rock seems to be making a, a big comeback. Uh, if it ever went anywhere to begin with, right? I mean, right. Every, every 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 crappy band when they start out can say, "I'm we're a garage band," and that perfectly fits the aesthetic, no matter what your talent, le- you know, your skill level is. Right. But um, you know, lots of folks are identifying uh, as garage rock, and uh, you know, but there's bands that are bringing lots of interesting angles to it. Um, we've got a show coming up this weekend uh, in Arlington, Texas, here in the Dallas area, uh, with uh, a band called Kyoto Lo-Fi. And uh, these guys, we saw them maybe three, four years ago mm-hmm. for the first time, and they were just getting started, and, and you know, kind of a generic garage rock band, but sounded had something interesting there. And they went through a handful of bass players uh, <laughs> before settling on, you know, or before ending up with this guy who's who they're playing with now and is a really good fit. And uh, they started adding this sort of South American, almost Brazilian feel to the garage rock. Nice. Oh, uh, wow. And like they're one of the most interesting bands uh, that we, you know, that we get to play with up here. And, you know. I don't know. We're sort of garage rocky, and we're sort of punkish, and but we we have points of contact with folks across a wide range of genres, and nice. uh, you know we get guys that are in sort of the butt rock bands, and they really dig us, and the punk band got kids dig us, and um, you know the the dark wave and synth punk people like us because we're doing something a little different with the keyboards. Um, and even like the Americana and the folk people like us because this, our songs generally tell stories and, um, you know, that sort of thing. So we, we say we have to say we play nice with just about everybody. Uh, and it's kind of cool because we get to play on some really diverse bills um, that we might not get to play on if we were um, in sort of a more rigidly defined genre, if we sounded more, um, you know, strictly as a hardcore band or strictly as a new wave band or sure. something like that. Yeah, you see, that's what, um, like, a lot of the shows that I put on over at the, the Babylon in Metairie is, is I always put on these shows that have, um, like, really eclectic 
styles. Like I like to put bands that don't mesh together. Like, like I, I do this one that I call the I call the show the mix bag. So what I do uh-huh. is I put I would put like a death metal band with a punk rock band and a folk guy opening up on guitar, you know, and everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, because those guys are going to bring their individual crowds. Each one of those crowds may like the next band. You never know. You got to let these people mesh together and kind of get this. Feel. And they all get along, which is and, pretty interesting. Yeah. And our yeah. scene, our scene is just like, everybody loves everybody else. So it's just like, well, yeah. So eventually they'll all start staying and hanging out and becoming friends and, it's all about building out here, and that's how I feel about these kind of shows. Yeah, well, man, when 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 people check their egos at the door and recognize that everybody has put in the same, you know, uh, the same quantity of time and effort into getting their projects off the ground, and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter whether it's a guy in an acoustic guitar or, um, you know, a couple with acoustic guitars tap dancing on top of wooden boxes, singing I'd, country I'd, music. I'd love to followed see that. By, Followed by us, followed by a samba band. This is an actual bill we played on in Dallas. <laughs> That's awesome. Ago. And it was it was probably the, the the bill that had the least points of contact between the acts, but everybody had a great time. And uh, you know. That's that's the fun thing. It's just me. Isn't it the, the samba bands have been, become big. Uh... Weren't they the guys that are big fans? Yeah, the, so the, like the guys in the samba band come out to see us anytime we play up in Denton, and uh, the other nice. band is a band called Fort Defiance. I think they're out of Nashville. They're, they're a couple, and they tour constantly. Um, and we haven't had a chance to see them since uh, that thing. But you know, we're Instagram buddies now, and um, you know, it, it's it's about forming these kind of relationships with people either on the local scene or people who are coming through from the outside. Um, and in the process of booking these tours, uh, the one that we did last summer, the tour we've, two that we've got coming up, so much help has been given by people we know online. Um, right. Whether it's uh, you know Kevin Johnson and Sonic Boom Magazine there in New Orleans. Oh yeah, uh, Kevin's Kevin's a really good friend of mine. That's how I got in touch with you. Through, yeah, through Kevin. I mean, you know Kevin. Kevin put out that notice that we were looking for some help with yep. the with a gig in the New Orleans area, and uh, you know, un- unfortunately for for you, you 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 hit us about uh, twelve hours after somebody else confirmed the show. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Us on the no, uh, but we owe you one. Next, that's cool, next man. Time, next, next time you guys come through, yeah. Next time you guys come through, let's set up something, man. Definitely, I'm all about yeah. it. I think I think the plan is sometime in the fall we will try to get back down there and hit Babylon and then swing back out to Homa and do the intracoastal. Um, I, I can get you on both of those because uh, yeah, I, I book at the intercoastal as well. So, oh, well. excellent. Well, we we we've played there once before and, and had a, and had a really good time it's and very cool uh, would venue. like to be able to get back down there for a weekend. Yeah, that'd be right. awesome. It'd be awesome. Uh, who knows what's going on with the uh, we've we've got the ties now with with the Fillmore and stuff. Who knows what doors those are going to open? Yeah, up, so. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So we get we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, of our hands in a lot of uh, cookie jars, so to speak, as of lately. So it's pretty cool. That's good. Vince. staying busy like that and making expanding those connection networks is really important. Yep, network, 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 man. That's well, the only uh, way to do you, it. you said you're going to be playing up in Asheville. Is that uh, uh, club specific? Or are you playing the brewery circuit or? Uh, club specific. Let's see. I'm pulling up our, our summer tour dates here. Just in, and I, you mind if I read these off in case anybody's in the no, no man, go right ahead. All right. So our our June run is going to start on Thursday, June sixth, and we are playing at the Lamplighter in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Friday, June seventh, we are at the Springwater Supper Club in Nashville, Tennessee. 
Saturday, June 8th, the Mag Bar in Louisville, Kentucky. Sunday, uh, June 9th, the Melody Inn in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, for uh, Monday, June 10th, we are looking for a show. <laughs> Columbus, Ohio or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, um, I might be able to hit you up with it. All right, cool. We'll, we'll talk about this uh, off air. Um, taking Tuesday the 11th off and rolling into Roanoke, Virginia uh, to hang out with some family for the day. And then on the 12th, Wednesday, June 12th, we're playing at The Spot in Roanoke. Uh, Thursday, uh, the 13th of June, Fleetwoods in Asheville. Um, the 14th, we're trying for something in the Atlanta or Athens area. Cough, cough, if anybody's got a hookup there. Um, and, then we'll, and then we will round out that run on Saturday, June 15th at Checkpoint Charlie's in New Orleans. Yes, indeed. Right. Very cool. I can uh, possibly help you with uh, uh, maybe playing over at the Masquerade uh getting on the bill over there uh which is in atlanta that would be fantastic again we'll appreciate any any assistance you or any of your listeners might be able to sure throw at us and then uh we're, we'll come home and hang out for a few weeks and then we're going to hit the road again on the 18th of july uh starting out at the mini bar in kansas city uh followed by on the 19th of july lefties live music in des moines iowa uh the 20th saturday uh palmers in minneapolis followed by Sunday, July 21st at Blush in Duluth, Minnesota, the, the land of Bob and Lowe. I'm really excited <laughs> about that for some strange reason. Um, and then uh, we've got a house show that's in the works in Milwaukee on Monday, Ju uh, July 22nd. Um, I got a show, another show in the works with the details to be announced in St. Louis on the 23rd of July. Uh, Sound Pony in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the 24th of July. Kirby's Beer Store in Wichita, Kansas on the 25th. Um, and uh, the 26th and 27th are going to be Oklahoma City and Norman with details to be announced. Wow, that's you're, awesome. You're booked up. That's yeah, awesome. man, that's really cool. So a couple of a couple of good loops. We'll put some. We got fresh tires on the van back in <laughs> January, and yeah. uh, we're going to see. We're going to see if we can wear them out this summer. That That's is awesome. 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 Um, speaking of wearing out things, uh, we're going to take a moment here to take a break and we're going to play uh, our sports segment with uh, the madman himself, Rusty. So here you go, guys. Here's the wacky world of sports Hi, with uh, the big one oh, himself. Full start. That's seven points removed for Gryffindor. And oh, a surprise finger in the. Flippy one, flippy two, flippy three, aerial spready, flippy four, descending spready, bouncing jack in a box, spready, Sonya Blade high kick, roly poly, Jackie Chan bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, grab your socks and hold your jocks. It's sports talk with the big man himself, Rusty. Yeah. Hello there, folks. It's your old buddy Big One coming back at you with another sports report. This isn't really a sport, but I found this the other day while searching through things. And when I saw it, I said, you know what? I'm going to do some research on this. And uh, I'm going to bring it to the podcast and uh, let you people hear about it and, uh, you know, take from it what you will. Um, I was searching through YouTube 
and uh, you people don't know me, you just know me through this podcast, but people that know me know that I enjoy YouTube a great deal. I find it entertaining as hell. Um, you can usually get some pretty good information off of it when you're doing things of this nature, like making sports reports for podcasts and things like that. Um, so I was searching through YouTube, and I stumbled across something called the Marble Olympics. So I said, Marble Olympics, shit, I need to click on that because I need to see what the hell is going on here. So I clicked on Marble Olympics, and to my dismay, I saw something that I can never unsee. The Marble Olympics is a guy, and I don't know the YouTuber's name, and I apologize for that. I didn't write it down on my notebook, but um, it is a guy who basically pits marbles against each other in various Olympic-like competitions, and he films it and posts it on YouTube. Um, yeah, uh, okay. The guy usually places, from, from the videos that I've watched, and I've watched several, believe it or not, uh, the guy places teams of marbles that are the same color, which he has also given these teams of marbles names, like different countries in the Olympics. And he's even gone as far as to name the marbles. Like he has a set of names that he uses for each team of marbles. And he basically races them through these different events that he creates in his mother's basement, I can only assume. Um, uh, I, I shit you not, folks. Uh, he even built a fucking stadium for this crap. Uh, he built a Lego stadium where he puts marbles on top of the Legos in the stadium like they're watching this shit go down in front of them. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's, uh, it's, I say it's tough to, to watch because it's so goofy, but it's not hard to watch because once you start watching it, it's like a fucking car wreck. You can't turn it off. You gotta see what the shit he's gonna do next. Um, okay. Back, back on point. Um, he has different events that I've seen, like a relay race where he starts one marble and it goes down and it bumps another marble and it bumps another marble and then the last marble finishes and he actually keeps times and shit on it and uh it's and uh okay. It's it's uh um he has a high jump competition where he knocks a marble down a ramp and it jumps over a looks like a fucking chopstick. Um, there's an underwater race where apparently he has an aquarium that he has built with acrylic and he filled it up with water and he races the marbles underwater where he created a zigzag course where all of the platforms are angled down. So the marbles roll, of course, and they race through this zigzag course. Um, there's a car, there's a cross country event where it looks like he went outside in his mama's garden and cut a path, and he runs the marbles down this little path. Um, there's also, like, a basic maze that he built where he lets a whole bunch of marbles go at one time, and these marbles go hauling ass down this maze kind of looking thing, and it, you know, whichever one gets to the bottom first, and he keeps times. Um, it's 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 really something to see. It, it really is. Um I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into some, some stuff that, 
I'm just going to jump straight to my opinions on these things. Um, it looks like the guy's been doing it for about three years, maybe two years. I've seen videos from 2017 and 2018. Um, honestly and truthfully, I'm impressed by the amount of detail that this guy has put into this. It's a foolish concept. It really is. It's it's silly as shit. You're going to race a bunch of marbles down a thing. It's really it's really silly. But the amount of detail that this guy has put into this is really impressive. Uh, the time it must take him to set all this shit up, it must be measured in days, not hours. Um, apparently, you can buy all these courses and things and make marble courses. I don't know. This isn't my thing. But apparently, you can do that and... The only thing I can think of is this guy's hobby stop, hobby shop must be completely out of all of these tracks because he must buy them all. Um, yeah, the the amount of detail that he puts into this is really, really impressive. And uh, I don't know how old the guy is. Um, from his voice, he sounds at least mid-20s. He may be older. Um, but the amount of time it takes him to set all this shit up and do all of this crap and then edit all of this shit and put it on YouTube is really, really impressive. I mean, his dedication to it is impressive. Um, from what I've seen, the views on his videos are in the hundreds of thousands. So he has grasped people's attention with this, which I don't know if he set out to do that. I don't know if he did this just to do it. I don't know if he has a genuine love of marbles. I, I don't have an answer for you. Um but it really is impressive to see the amount of detail that he's put into it, even though this is fucking ridiculous. Um, I caught myself watching three, four videos, five videos, and then, you know, I, I, I searched it, and he's got a whole list of videos. Um, so, yeah, I am impressed, even though I think it's ridiculous. Um, but it's, uh, you know, okay, to me, it would be a giant waste of time. For one, I don't have that kind of fucking patience. I don't. Um, as soon as I did it, if if I were ever to venture into this foolishness, as soon as I did it and one of the marbles jumped off the track and didn't go where it would want to go, where I wanted it to go, I'd be pissed off and just scrap the whole fucking thing because it's just ridiculous to me. But this guy put in the time and he did it. My hat goes off to him for doing it. He thought outside of the box. He went to a lot of time and a lot of trouble, and I'm sure he spent a decent amount of money doing this. My hat goes off to him. Um, but what I want you people to do, and I'm going to ask you to do something, and I'm, I, I usually, I'm not going to do this very often, but I want you people to go do it. Anybody who's listening to this podcast and hears this, if you are intrigued enough by my description of this guy's YouTube videos, I want you to go on YouTube, search Marble Olympics. And watch a couple of videos. See what I'm talking about. And I, I, I want you to experience it for yourself. Uh, what I want you to do is I want you to go onto a video. I don't care which one it is because I'm not going to check you people. Y'all are adults. You can do what you want. But uh, I'd like you to leave a comment in the YouTube section. And in the comment of the YouTube section, I'd like you to put in there that that you heard about this on the Big Ones Wacky World of Sports on the M-Hog podcast. And then that way, other people who listen to this podcast or don't listen to this podcast, they will know that, hey, 
either, hey, this guy listens to the same podcast I do. That's really cool. Or somebody can go, hey, I don't listen to that podcast. Maybe I should check it out. And then that way, you folks get some entertainment, and you help your old buddy Big One out by sending more listeners to the podcast. And, uh, you know, that would give me more motivation to keep bringing you people silly shit like this to entertain you. Uh, so, yeah, if you could do that for me, that would be a big help. Get on YouTube, search Marble Olympics. In the comment, just say the big one from the big one's wacky world of sports on the MHOG podcast sent me here or something to that effect. And in that way, if I'm ever searching through Marble Olympics, because I will inevitably go back and look at another video or two. If I see that on the comment section, it'll put a little smile on my face and say, you know what? People really do listen to this crap and it'll cause me to work harder for you and be able to entertain you a little bit more. So there you have it, folks. That's my report on the Marble Olympics. I hope you guys enjoyed my words as much as I enjoyed writing them and making this video because it really did entertain me. Um, I really enjoy coming on here and talking to you folks. So. I hope you're enjoying it, too. So I hope you folks have a good night, and uh, I'll toss it back to the girls and whatever goofy shit they're talking about. I guarantee you it doesn't top the Marvel Olympics. I fucking won this time, you bastards. All right, I'll talk to you folks later. Bye-bye. Kind of a big deal. People know me. Yeah, we do, because you're rusty, a.k.a. the big big one. Join us next time when he dives into the weird and wacky world of sports just for you. An MHOG Sports exclusive. All rights reserved. If anybody fucks with this, he'll probably kick your ass. Well, there you go. Some more interesting sports by uh, Rusty. He does some really good uh, research out there. I, don't, I have no he just, idea. He overly researches it sometimes. I don't know where he uh, it's. It's a little bizarre. I mean, it really is. And well, we appreciate it, and he does a great job. Of course, he does. You know, I, I expected nothing less. I wouldn't have asked him to do it if, if you know, yeah. if I thought he was going to be an asshole and not do it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys were talking about. Um, uh, playing keyboards and stuff and, and, and you know, being in, in families and stuff. Well, my father, he was a uh, keyboardist and uh, he played all through my childhood. And actually before that, too, I actually have a a uh, Hammond organ in storage that's been sitting there for like 20, 20 years plus because you know my dad my father passed away so like I, I i don't have anything to do with it so it's just been sitting in storage rotting away but yeah so like my biggest musical influences was him because like when i was a little kid we'd all i'd i'd sit in the living room and i was a badass as a kid so like i broke my bed so i didn't have a place to sleep so they made me sleep on the couch uh, <laughs> so so when that happened um my uh my mom my father would do his band practices like in in the living room so i had to wait till it was over to go to sleep <laughs> so i'm gonna say keyboard is such a cumbersome instrument a lot of times too to, uh, to to carry with you it's yeah uh 
I had a friend of mine, he was a keyboardist and, and he, he had so much, oh my God, he took so much stuff with him. <laughs> Crazy amount. Now, do you carry just one or two with you or is it? It's just one Nord and we have a nice travel case for it. Oh, good. Good. Well, that makes it easier if you're just taking the one. I don't know what the hell Tom always was doing. He was taking like eight. I mean, he looked like he looked like uh, he was trying out for Rush. He had <laughs> stacks of keys all around him. And and then he uh, and then he had the weird ones that like the like the prototype ones that had like fifteen keys for no reason like what are you doing with that? It's, but uh, yeah, it's it's a hard instrument to you know if you're if you're traveling with multiple stuff. I mean, guitars are bad enough because you got to take your well the amps. It depends if you're playing you know just smaller like uh, solid state amps or full racks and but uh, keyboards. I was always amazed by you know because it's you don't want to especially if you're just taking one with you. You certainly don't want to damage it. So it's a uh, you gotta baby those things. Yeah, well, she, we've got a hard road case for the keyboard, and it's got wheels, so it's easy enough to to drag around and, oh, and load into the van and stack guitar cases on top of it. And, and uh, the Nord has presets, so all our tones are specific for the songs. Oh, so cool! Just type in the number, and it switches between a Hammond or a Farfisa or a Vox. Nice. So when we're um, basically writing this song we'll experiment with the um, organ tones until we get one we like and so our set list has all the organ settings with it so that we can i can just i don't have to change a bunch of dials i can just change the number it's very cool now inspiration for your for your music for for your vocals for your your, your lyrics so what what uh, what do you pull from for those oh man just weird stuff um Remember when I was in high school, I used to keep a, uh, like a writing journal. And on the back of the journal, one of these journals I wrote, I doodle with words. And uh, that's really sort of been my method for from the time I was, you know, in junior high and, and high school and started writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear I hear phrases. I see things on signs that sort of catch um, and they get written down either. Now they get written down on my phone uh, and that's become, you know, my my word doodle journal. Um, but just it's it's clippings of things, and then those clippings somehow take on lives of their own, and a lot of them then become weird stories and uh, and stuff. So, for example, the, the title track of our new record, uh, Curvin Streetman's Sugar Bride Blues, um, driving south on I-45 uh, out of Dallas towards Houston. There's a an exit sign that says Streetman Curvin, and uh, Streetman's off to one side of the interstate and Curvin's off to the other. And for years we drive past this and I always think it sounds like some kid's name in my, in my grade book. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a university professor and, and Marin's an art teacher. So, you know, we've got grade books all over the place. And um, so at, at this one point we sort of decided that, you know, we needed to write a song about this guy, Curvin Streetman. Um, and uh, I misread another billboard on this trip that said, I think it said Sugar Ridge Winery, but I read the Sugar Ridge as Sugar Bride. And uh, so somehow or another, Curvin Streetman and Sugar Bride came together in the notepad. And the next thing I know, um, you know, it's the happiest sounding song about a double homicide that you might hear all week. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's awesome. That's my kind of song. Yes, it yeah, is. I, I hope it is. 
people people seem to be digging on it and and uh you know anytime somebody says this song reminds me of, of lou reed and the velvet underground i think okay i've done my job thank you very much you're like thanks i appreciate that very comment nice. I, I can live with that i just i'm trying to picture the crowd you know and be when you're up on stage going uh all right our next one's about a double homicide i hope you like it yeah <laughs> here you go well, and, and that's and I don't know if you've had a chance to check out any of the we've got a few live sets that are you know up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of my biggest problems is that I just can't shut the fuck up while I'm on stage. That sounds and like so, me. That's my problem, uh, too. Like my band, used, my band always used to like, dude, like I, I, I'll give you an example. I don't mean to cut you out. This is fucking funny, though. You go right ahead. We had we had our CD release party. This was this. I, actually, this is actually I think it was the CD release party. No, no. It was my birthday Justin was there actually. Rum yeah. Rum was there. This is the first time Rum's ever been in my presence in New Orleans like 10 yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah, I'd never met him before. And so we're all hanging out and we're getting trashed. I mean like seriously trashed. We're all excited. It's my birthday. I think I just turned I don't know 30 something maybe. maybe. I don't, yeah, it was it was th I turned 32, I think. Sure. It was a long time ago. Anyway, uh, so we're all getting drunk. We're all doing our thing, you know, do, being normal band guys. And guess what? We still got to play. So <laughs> we're the last band to play. All right. So we're so hammered. The entire band is hammered. We only had six songs. That was <laughs> 35 minutes worth of music, maybe 40 minutes, you know, however, if we stretched it. We were on stage for almost three hours. <laughs> three hours and Wayne is sitting there and he was just he was sitting on the edge of the stage going hey you come over here i'm gonna talk to you yeah i just started talking to people i i got i got so messed up that i like fell off the stage twice landed on the same poor little girl and and from this point like we've been friends me and that girl has been friends for a hundred years but when i landed on her she was she was a very short chick she's like maybe i don't know four foot something really short girl and I weigh a lot of pounds. So I landed on her and she was like, eh. So I landed on her twice. And then, and like every time after that, she's kind of like, don't fall on me. Every time she, we play a show, she's like, don't fall on me. I'm like, I'm not going to fall on you. But if you married her, is this, is this no, what the story is? No, that, that, that's not, no, that's not my wife. Awesome it would have been funny. Yeah. No, that's not my wife. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no. It, it was the funniest show ever because we, we sat there and we really only had, like I said, six songs. It and was, what was funny about it, because I wasn't as, nearly as bad as those guys were on stage. Uh, it was kind of like, remember when they used to do old, uh, like, uh, like uh, the storytellers VH1? Yeah. You know, the, the guys in the band would just be playing like a note and it was just messing with doing something weird jazz in the background. Yep. And then Wayne's coming off the stage with his microphone going, hey, how's everybody? <laughs> and he's just talking to people. He was out in the parking lot with the wireless mic. He was just interviewing people. It was good. It was a really good show. And the best part is the the entire place stayed packed and everybody stayed there and just had fun with us the entire night. So it was. Uh, that's that's uh, beautiful. Yeah, I bet you have had some crazy shows though. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, I remember one one of my favorite records is still a Towns Van Zant's Live at the Old Quarter, mm. and uh, you know Towns was an, an amazing Texas singer songwriter and storyteller, and between every song in this set, he's telling some story about the song, <laughs> and 
in some ways, it's like, you know, we're doing this weird garagey, punky kind of stuff, but it's a singer-songwriter gig just as much. And yeah. so almost every one of our our songs has some kind of a story behind it, um, and they tend to get introduced depending on, you know, there might be a long version of the introduction or a short version of the intro story uh, that gets pulled out dependent upon, you know, how much time we've got to work with and right. uh, and all of that. Uh, and I've only, you know, in we've, we've had this band going for almost five years now, um, and only one time have I ever had somebody tell me to shut up and just play the songs. Oh, that's um, funny. The feed, the feedback I get from from a lot of folks is that um, you know they enjoy the banter, they enjoy hearing the stories behind the yeah. songs, and uh, you know over a, after a while it's just sort of become part of our live presence. Um, yeah, us too. It became it became our shtick, and that's what happened with us. And we really decided to push that like to the limit, like like we had people. <laughs> like leave because of things we've said to them <laughs> you know and I, we were like come on we're just joking guys come, calm down we don't, we're nice guys <laughs> so someone's having some puppy time it looks like yeah I hear that. we are having we are having some puppy time this is this is monk hey monk hey, what's monk. happening dude monk is a six-year-old boston terrier so he's going to be even snortier than normal <laughs> he has a squished in little nose. I, I, I am actually a vet tech so yeah I, I know exactly what you're talking about you know right where we're where we're going with this oh yeah and, uh, and i may be able to lift him right up into the oh, let's see we, we get the screen oh. nope, i just put myself in the face instead of the toy that's okay <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll live <laughs> if you would have looked up and your nose was bleeding, I'd have been like, "Oh man, that's bad." <laughs> yeah, that, that that's when you did you know snap a screen capture of this and uh, <laughs> it goes on to the, it goes on to the web page. Right, right. Yeah, that would that would be the does actual. Does he tour with you? No, he doesn't. Oh. Uh... So we've got a um, we've got another an older daughter uh, who's 27 who also lives here in the area. Um, actually like right upstairs from us. So <laughs> really close in the area. When we were on the road, she, ta she, she takes care of him. Um, cause she's got like a real job. I was about to say, so you, you, you couldn't like get her in the band, how huh? you were like, uh, eh, she don't want to do it. <laughs> you didn't say, Hey, do you want to learn bass? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she, she plays guitar. Um, uh, but she's not particularly into the music that we're doing yeah. and, uh, you know, we really need her to, to have a solid career so that, uh, when we get old and stuff, we can rely on her for, um, you know, that's, retirement. That's what, that, that's what yeah. you got to do. I keep telling my wife the same thing about, about, uh, our son. It's like, look, make sure we get to give him a good school. So when he has a good job, I can do nothing. That's right. So we've got, we've got our son who drums for us and we're grooming our daughter to take care of us in her old age. Sweet. It's Which is really like just around the corner. So, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the nice uh, thing is that people who are listening can't see how white my hair is. So, because I'm I'm not really kidding. <laughs> hey, look, man, I I have the same issues. I, except, um, I'm I'm I shave my head. I'm bald now. I, I gave I gave up on shaving my hair. I'm like, screw that. It was too much. <laughs> Yeah, every all the men in my family have gone prematurely gray, but nobody's gone bald. Knock on wood, so I yeah. can live with that. Well, I, I wasn't going bald. Uh, we have that. Uh, what do you call it? The uh, the the. It looks like kind of like your hair is, but not uh, you know like the 
receding hairline kind of thing, but we've yeah. always said it. I've had it since I was like 16 years old. It's it's been the same thing <laughs> since I was a little kid, you know. And everybody's like, "Oh, you're always getting you're getting bald and you shaved your head." I was like, "No, I shaved my no. head because I'm tired of dealing with hair." Hey, I'm I'm just <laughs> saving up money. I'm getting like 10 grand in the bank. If my starts to come out of my head, I'm just getting plugs. There you okay. go. I'm going to have real I'm going to look like my little pony with the long flowing hair. <laughs> gonna be great maybe i'll go with dreads i don't know i may i may know somebody who knows dolly pardon who could hook you up with like a really good wig guy oh wow that'd be nice <laughs> I, I think i could rock a wig wing i think you could too i think you already but uh, i think you have long enough hair yeah you know that you don't need it well you know i just want to say f you yeah i just <laughs> i just want to i want to be able to comfortably like maybe some days i just want to wear it up you know, some, you know, whatever. You want to wear it up? Then put it up. <laughs> you have long hair. <laughs> I know. I just, I just look weird in a bun. You, you know? just I being, want, I, I don't want a man bun. You're just being a, weird. you're just being a dickhead because you have hair and I don't. Well, it's like I said, I'm just trying to keep it now. <laughs> and, 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 and nobody wants a man bun. Nobody wants. No. A man. It's hard to drive with those things. You know, you, you can't <laughs> lean your head back, and it's weird. You gotta avoid fads, all that's going in and out. You know, I was it's funny because uh, talking about weird things, we're talking about hair and weird style for absolutely no reason. I was watching uh old episodes of the old TV show Midnight Special. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah. yes, oh, I absolutely. actually have, I have DVDs of that. And I, I, so I'm watching it going, and I'm like, why are these people wearing what they're wearing? What is up with this guy's hair? It's amazing to see how the fashion trends were. And then, you know, I went uh, uh walking wherever we were out on the other side of the state today. Uh, and I get out, and I'm like, that dude's afro is gigantic. Oh, my God, it's all coming back. It's the same exact hairstyles. Everything is just back and it's back. It's all back. coming back. Yeah, but but some of the clothes are weird. And, like, some of my favorite bands, like uh, Golden Earring. Love Golden yeah. Earring's music, right? Mm-hmm. And then I saw them play a midnight special. And I'm like, why is he wearing stretchy pink pants? <laughs> when I think of Golden Earring, I'm thinking it's like truckers and Harleys and urr. And he's wearing gold lamey top and pink stretchy pants. Yep. I just, it, it was awful. He's, he, he is European to his defense. So. That's true. They're Dutch, if I'm not mistaken, or something. But weird, weird, weird. Yeah. So I think what we can take from this uh, conversation is nobody ever wear those clothes again and you'll be fine. I, I think that's a good call. Yeah. Unless maybe you could add something to your stage show with it. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You so you heard that pause, right? You heard that pause. That means that that, that means that, that you're out of your fucking mind. I think I think I think he could pull it off better than you, Wayne. I don't know. I know I couldn't either. I, that's that, that's the polite pause. It was. It was like he's like, oh he, no. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't. I don't mind. You know, rocking the sport coat on stage. Uh, you know, there, there's something sort of classic in '60s about that. Uh, and with, uh, you know, the professor fuzz sort of persona thing, rocking a sport coat seems like the right look for that. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Hmm. But, uh, and at any rate, I'd, re- I'd rather people be looking at, at the redhead or, or, or the kid in the back, you know, they can, you know, they, 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 they get to sit down so, so that somebody at least ought to have to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the most reliable, you know, they, they're, they're really keeping the, the, the driving beat going for you. You know, Absolutely. With, so it's uh, it deserves to sit down. That's right. Abs- That's right. Absolutely. The front man can't have all the fun. That's right. 
you know. Speaking of having all the fun, Wayne. What? Um, I think this would be a great spot to bring in a little bit of fun coming from California with Ke- uh, Kyle. You see, you got to get that straight. I know. I always say Kevin. It's I don't Kyle. know why you say Kevin. Well, I don't, well, you say Kevin uh, because alphabetical. because Kevin's always on the show, and Kyle, yeah, he's not on the show right now because he's out west. It's right out west. That's right. So, so we're gonna do our next segment, which is our buddy uh, and co-host of the show, um, Kyle Smith. He is a comedian out in California, and he's going to be doing hes doing great out there. He's doing all kinds of shows and stuff. So uh, this is a little bit of insight for what he's been doing. It's called, what is it called, Dreamer's man? Dreamer's Journey. There you go. Dreamer's Journey with, with Kyle Smith. Here you go, guys. Here's a story about a man named Kyle. He drove from Louisiana and went west quite a mile. He ended up in California. Our little Kyle is on his way. It's wild, human, and free, and all over this nation. They preach against it every Sunday. But I don't think God's listening. You know why? Because he's here in glorious California. I can't. It's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Amazing stories and big adventure. It's a dreamer's journey. Our little Kyle goes west. Hey there, Kyle here. Thoughts from the journal? Dear journal. Man, day two, uh... I've, I've, I've mentioned the ex-Tina story You understand it, it Crazy motherfuckers out here They got real crazy motherfuckers out here I be so high I can't help it though I be so high The weed is so earthy And just so delicious I love it I love the weed out here You can buy You can buy many strains And if you're not ready You know if you switch up that strain And you're not ready for the other strain You, you switch them up You get high again So if you're not ready This nigga They got THC percentages out here That's higher than a motherfucker Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I, I get, ooh, and, and on top of that, when you do get high, taco trucks are a godsend. Come on. <laughs> Let me tell you. All right, there's taco trucks galore. Taco trucks on top of taco trucks. Like, like this is their job. This is their thing. There's a store outside that is mobile, and it is called a taco truck. And that shit is delicious. The best taco trucks are the ones that take debit cards. What? Are you uh, just lines and you know a good taco truck because they be having like two or three of the same taco trucks and then like another mediocre taco truck right behind the good taco truck and that taco truck don't get no play, no love at that taco truck. But the other one, oh, so many people, so many people. I love it. And these, uh, these, oh, on top, of, on top of everything, this goddamn Airbnb. With these nine English speaking Ukrainian German Airbnb host motherfuckers, they weird as shit. Right? I think one of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want one of them might be in college. I'm not really sure how this situation is working, but I'm ready to go. Hmm. Yeah, and this is a dreamer's journal. Till next time. Hey, thanks for listening. And check back later for some more amazing stories.
from Kyle. Cause it's a dreamer's journey. And our little Kyle goes west. Hey there, little fella. This whole place is a giant mind. Man, Kyle's doing some really fun things, isn't he? <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. I got yeah, it. I, that was, I was, that was super excited about it. I was like, yeah. yeah I liked it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, he's, he's doing good things out in California, and let's hope he doesn't get arrested. Cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great guy. He's a very funny guy. He's, he uh, moved out to California to do stand-up, and so he's living yeah. his dream out there, and then he, uh, he sends us these little stories back and tells us what craziness is happening. So it's kind, of, it's kind of a neat thing. Don't you yawn. I saw that. <laughs> One would think that Cal- that California would be like the second best place in the world to get, you know, material for stand up. Right. Yeah, but right. I mean, all, all the good stuff's been used about the fires and the. Uh... <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> about the fires and the child rape, right? Yeah, that was you're going to go with that, too. Right. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, the only the only place better would be Florida. Yeah. That is true, because there is Both a lot of weird off. shit in Florida. Yeah, everything yeah. bad happens in Florida. Yep. But, it's so uh, true. I was going to ask you before Wayne asks these amazing questions, which yes. is going to be a, a fun thing. I'd like to know where all what all your dot com coms are, where everybody can get a hold of you, find out all your information, find out all this amazing music. All right. Well, we are on the Facebook um, at uh, facebook.com slash prof, P-R-O-F dot fuzz, F-U-Z-Z, and then the numbers six and three. Um you, all of our upcoming shows are listed on the uh, the cover photo of our Facebook page. You can message us through there. Uh, if you want to check out our music, uh, we're on bandcamp.com. Uh, you can get to it directly by typing in prof-fuzz63.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can stream us on Spotify and Apple Music. You can buy our stuff on iTunes if that's your thing. Uh, we've got a Twitter account. Uh, we've got an Instagram account. Pretty much anywhere you want to find us, just type in prof.fuzz63 uh, into your Google thing or your Bing thing if you do that. Does anybody do that? <laughs> I, 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 I Bing in Google. Sometimes I, I Bing my Google. Yeah. You know. <laughs> then you gotta get. Yeah. Then you gotta get a band aid for that. Like thirteen states. So yeah. be careful. <laughs> um, well, so, one thing uh, I do, yeah. I did see that you have a lot of merch too, like T-shirts and stuff like that. Yes, we do, and uh, those are available on our Bandcamp page as well. Um, or just send us send us a direct message somewhere, and we'll be happy to hook you up. Sweet, sweet, sweet. I love the T-shirts, Wayne. If you haven't seen them, you got to check it out. They got this one with the like a panda and a skeleton. It's just yep. very cool. I love it. Oh, yes. Thank you. All right, I'm, I'm being creepy. I'm sorry. I'm I know. Sorry. I, I, I wish you'd stop and do your question. It's time to make this with strange, with weird and wild questions, with Wayne. Awesome. All right. Are you ready for this, guys? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here comes 10 questions with me, Wayne. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Here we go. This is a bizarre questions. Not all of them. (laughs) I mean, I got to kind of have a few, you know, average ones. I have no idea what he's going to ask you. All right. What what is your most memorable past job? This is easy. I'm starting off slow. 
Right. Most Try McDonald's. Nice. Uh, <laughs> lifeguard, uh, outdoor lifeguard. Uh, and I got fired for that job for bleaching my hair. Oh, wow. nice, nice. Oh. <laughs> As Lisa wasn't Lisa wasn't from not saving somebody. Right, right, exactly, exactly. That that is true. It it says something about the neighborhood HOA <laughs> when uh, they they, they fire their outdoor lifeguard for having bleach blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you had to choose between eating a cat or a dog, which one would it be? Cat. cat. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> As you're driving, it's, it's you, basically, if, if we don't eat the cat, the cat's going to eat us. This is true. Right. As you're driving, you see a hitchhiker. Would you give him a ride? No. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in huh. Dallas. That'd be dangerous. Yeah, true, true. Speaking of Dallas, uh, have you guys ever been to Texas Frightmare? No, I haven't. Uh-uh. Y'all need to go. It's incredible. I'll tell you about it in a minute. All right. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite? Was that, the, was that one of the questions? <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not. No, yeah, no. me confused too. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Whatever, whatever. Shit. Goddamn. No, we got eleven uh, questions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Damn. Name three of your favorite foods. Go. Chocolate. Um... Chocolate and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I just filled in the blanks for her. She's she's put up with my shit for thirty years now, and I've bought her plenty of chocolate. So yeah, we're just gonna go with chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. At least it wasn't cat. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I eliminated that one. If you had to choose between receiving a lap dance or giving one, which one would you prefer? Oh, what the hell? I'll give it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm freaking talking about right there. Right. See, it's getting a little more weird as I go. I'm looking at these questions. I wrote these like. I don't know, 10 years ago, I think. Uh, let's see. What can we expect from you guys in the future? Uh, how about uh, a weird EP maybe sometime in the next year or so? Ooh, all right. Look, well, whenever you decide to do that, come on the show. We'll announce it. Absolutely. Who is a bigger stud, Don Knotts or Peter Falk? <laughs> One of those are old. Uh, it's amazing you're married. Right, I'm gonna, yeah, up. I'm gonna, leave, I'm gonna leave that one to you. Probably Peter Falk. Oh, there you go. I figured there as much. There. Don Knotts. I mean, yeah, he's all right. He's kind of scrawny. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> Doctor Pepper. Oh, yeah, I threw that one out the window. All right, all right, let's go. We're in Texas, go. man. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I forget. You know, everything's pepper there. Absolutely. If you had to choose a leading man or woman to do a love scene with, who would you choose? Mm, Don Knox. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, it's all, it's only, I only got a few left. Not many. Not many. I think. Count. Let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking through them, okay? Do you think Frodo made the correct choice in throwing the ring into the volcano? <laughs> I think he should have just pawned the damn thing. Oh, there you go. I know a guy like who would have bought that from him, you know. Yeah, probably. It probably would have went for a good bit of money too. He could have had a new little mound of dirt to live in. It was been, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that that's what that's what pawn shops are for. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in a few. <laughs> okay. If you had one superpower, what would you, what would it be? What's your stupid power? To actually be a, to be functioning but actually be asleep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Live, living narcoleptic. Yes, that sounds good. Aware right? narcoleptic. That's that's like seriously badass. <laughs> I mean, like I said, 
I've, I've, no, I've known her since 1986. <laughs> I, I, would, I would not have predicted that answer. See, these uh, questions, you're learning more about, right, you see? about yourselves. This is, you should, have you thought about like a career in marriage counseling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling closer to this woman right now than I, I have in uh, like three decades. I don't know. With yeah. the next couple questions, who knows? Uh, let's see. Do you do you prefer Vienna, uh, Vienna sausage or potted meat? Yeah, you, the nice thing is you can see her face right now. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> On either. Okay, well, that's, you know, I mean, damn. Well, that's terrible. My, my, my grandma used to feed us Vienna sausages when we were kids and hanging out at her house for the summer and stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah. If you had a choice of a meal of spaghetti and meatballs or tofu and salad, what would you pick? Hmm. Probably tofu and salad. Nice. nice. You would yeah, go with tofu, really? I can't stand tofu. I don't know why. If it's well, if it's if it's, cooked if it's prepared right. right, it's pretty good. Really? Um, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a professor of Chinese studies, and we've lived in China for a, you know a year a year at a time, and uh, so yeah, I've eaten a good bit of tofu, but it's been prepared well. So right, right. Okay, guys, there's only two left. So All right, knock them out. If you had one rock star to bring back from the dead and give you a personal concert, who would it be? Ooh. Mm, see, it's a good one. Yeah, it is. Buddy Holly. Oh, that's, that's excellent. Excellent. That's nice. And I was going to say Joe Strummer. Ooh, that's good, too. Damn. I would I would have went with Gary Glitter. Oh, sh- wow. no, because Gary Glitter's a freaking child molester. So, like, Oh, fuck- is he? Yeah, he yeah. was. Oh, um, and actually, I'm gonna Joe Strummer would be cool, but I'll tell you who who think with a little bit more thought. Mark Sandman and a morphine reunion. Oh, dude, yeah, that that'd be a really good show. I mean, I've I've seen Joe Strummer a couple of times with the Clash, but I never got a chance to see morphine. And uh, I saw you them, know what? I saw them once. That'd have been good. To, you know, to, but but for you know, think about Mark Sandman. You know, he died on stage at what 49 of a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what? I, that that's not a bad way to go. It's early, but it's not a bad way to go. Least On stage, went, do what went, you love. Yeah, doing what you love. But if I could, so if I could bring somebody back, I think I think I'm gonna go with Mark Sandman. That's a, that's a good one. That is really a really a good one. And and the last one is kind of along the same vein. It's not really a surprise. Uh, is there one celebrity that you would? Uh, get starstruck over if you got to meet them tom waits yeah that, that'd be awesome i would just i would be like the, the biggest tongue-tied idiot i think <laughs> tom waits and, present and guys what honestly go ahead good ahead. what yeah what about you any any answer um, it'd probably be benedict cumberbatch because i'm a sherlock fan oh yeah sherlock's a great show i i need to catch up on it i haven't watched it in a while <laughs> He's actually he's a, he's a good actor. Yeah, he, I don't know. <laughs> I like him. I like him. He's all right. He's all right. He's kind of he's kind of cute. I do him. I do have this perverse fantasy about meeting Madonna at some point, though. All right, would would this be uh, like? She's gotten weird now. Yeah, like, like <sighs> I, I would I would love to like just bump into her on the street and and this sort of do this. Hey, don't I know you? Aren't you? Um. You're the material girl. No, 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 no. You're Joe Henry's sister-in-law. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of your brother-in-law. 
lucky to have him in your family. That's hysterical, dude. Well, the way she's going is very possible. You could bump into her on the street. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think she lose her shit over that, too. So. <laughs> I well, this was for years. I've been trying to write a song called A Chance Encounter with Joe His Henry's sister-in-law. Well, I have the whole setup, but I can't. I haven't been able to come up with a hook. So oh, one of these so years, good. it's going to happen this year. I hope so. Or it's going to be an instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you for taking part in the first ever Ten Questions with the MHOG podcast. What did it mean to strain your brain with those weird and wild questions? With Wayne. Awesome. Woohoo! Thanks for having us. So you know, this was, this was fun. That was an interesting thing. Like that that bit I've been trying to do for probably a long for for a while. I actually took some of those questions to. This is where I came with the frightmare thing. Is I actually took those questions to Texas Frightmare, and I was going to try to get some of these celebrities to ask some of these answer some of these questions. Some of them are really vile. I didn't want to ask you some of them because they were pretty bad. <laughs> um, that's why I was skipping through and taking a while because I had a list of them. I'm like, oh shit, I shouldn't ask that. That's pretty bad. So that's nice of you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome but you know some of these self-censorship is a bad thing all the time. some of these like celebrities you know i i could give two shits if i insulted them and that would be the whole point you know to, to kind of get them irritated and have them yell at me but um but no i i i got the only the only celebrity i got to actually interview and if you go on our our youtube and look it up you can see it's uh it's a video of me interviewing um oh god his I can't remember his his real oh my name. Gosh, you can't remember his name. I can't remember his real name, but I, I know he played Buddy Lembeck on fucking um, Who's the Boss? Not Who's the Boss? Uh, Charles in Charge. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. What, what a callback, Wayne. Yeah, whatever. That's, that that that's a, that's a major league, set, you know, A list celeb, right? <laughs> right, there. right. See, yeah, yeah. But he was he was three. He was right there. He was yeah. such a nice dude, though. Like I really, you know, I got to give it nice. to him. He was a great guy, and he kind of screwed me up a little bit because he was like hey let's interview you and i'm like all right fuck, go ahead <laughs> so we started interviewing me in the middle of it it was weird it was a weird thing but he was a nice dude um sounds like a good sport oh yeah, he was he was awesome he was awesome uh, so but if you ever guys since you guys live in dallas and you get if you guys are like horror movie fans or anything like that you should go to texas frightmare it's, it's an incredible event that i try to go to every year so but well, it's, it's 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 right it is, where just say where's okay. it located? It's, yeah, it's in Dallas. It's it's in the um, uh, the I want to say the Marriott or it's in one of the big hotels like right outside of the uh, airport, like when inside that big span of shit that the airport has. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's in one of those guys, but it, it, it's incredible. They do it every year, and it's getting bigger and bigger, and it's really fun. Like like we try, like I said, we try to go every year. Man, thousands and thousands and thousands of people went that last one. I, I saw a video of it. It was incredible. Yeah. What time? Of, what time of year is it? May. Like Halloweenish? May. Okay. May. Yeah. It's in May. Well, if 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 you make it out here for that, hit us up and uh, you know. Maybe, yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Yeah, if I if we make it out this year, um, I'll definitely hit you up. And maybe we all go grab something to eat or hang out or something. Maybe yeah. you guys are playing. If y'all are playing, I will come see you. I'll bring a bunch of people <laughs> from the place. Oh, that'd be fun. We got a, we got a couple of shows on the books for uh, for May. Uh, what are we looking at? May eighteenth, we're playing up here in Arlington, and May thirtieth, Fort Worth, and June one, uh, Denton. Um, All right, sweet. Sort of catching in, into that realm. 
Yeah. So well, as soon as as soon as uh, I get the dates, I'll send them to you, and we'll see if, if we're making it out there or not. So that'd be really right. fun. That sounds good. And I hope to make the uh, the checkpoint show too. So. Oh, that'd be cool. Well, looking for looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing you and uh you know we'll be in touch about something in the fall to make another weekend back down uh to new orleans and homa hell yeah and man. I'll let's, get, let's uh, make this work I'll get your information to the powers to be for atlanta and pittsburgh and see what we can do with you okay that sounds great we really appreciate the support and the help of course no man problem. of course well guys uh Thank you guys for joining us, and a really special thank you guys for coming on the show and doing this stuff. And we we hope you know that you guys enjoyed yourself, and we look yeah, forward. I, mean, I think we're so, okay. <laughs> I, I think I think you guys are going to enjoy uh, playing over there when you get to New Orleans. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be, be fun. Too, so. uh, we look well, forward to hanging out with you guys again too. Hey, thank thanks a bunch, man. As long as long as it's not as weird as the last time we played <laughs> New Orleans, we'll be all happy. <laughs> Y'all had a no bad promises. experience, huh? Yeah, well, we'll we'll tell you from the stage at Charlie's about our last run through at Bank Street Bar. Oh, nice! Oh. All right, yeah, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> and in fact, we've got a, we wrote a song about it. So, oh, that's uh, even better. The, it's even on the better. new record. The song is called "Jerking a Unicorn," um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll tell you the story. The name that. alone <laughs> sounds incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway. All right, guys, y'all have an incredible evening. Thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, go check these guys out on their Facebook, on the, all their accounts. Go check them out if you're anywhere near any of those dates that were announced. And, uh, in fact, um, I'll have a link to their Facebook page on the description of this uh, episode. So go check them out, and uh, thank you guys again. All right, thanks a bunch. Y'all have a good night. You as well, you buddy. Too. So, yes, thank you guys so much. I was your host, Wayne. And I'm the rum guy. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to always keep it, keep it, keep it, metal, metal, metal. Adieu, adieu, parting with such sweet sounds. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>